just shot President Trump. Really, it was caught on video. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, a psychiatrist, and you're a terrorist therapist. I'm here to help you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. Well, I'm not kidding. Of course, by now you probably know about this video. It's a rap music video that Snoop Dogg himself made. And yes, he did shoot President Trump, but not with bullets. I will explain. Now this um, is a, a lavender, the, the rap music is, he's calling it the lavender video. And uh, I am outraged about this and I will happily tell you why. Um, I actually did a vlog about this, which you can find on my, my Terrorist Therapist Facebook page or my terroristtherapist.com um, website, now up and running. Uh, but since then, there's actually been more news. I had called for Snoop Dogg to be punished, and now it seems like there's perhaps a chance. But I digress. <laughs> let me tell you about the video first, just in case you haven't seen it. First of all, let me tell you that this video has gotten almost 6 million views. It's on YouTube. It's four and a half minutes long, approximately. Uh, it's very intricate. He put a lot of thought into it, not good thought. And um, my concern with the whole thing is how it is going to inspire people to be copycats, especially fans of his. And you know, when you think about it, it's over 6 million or almost right now, almost 6 million views by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure it's gonna be over 6 million views. And um, who are these people who are viewing it? Some of the people, and it's not necessarily all people in the United States, <laughs> Could ISIS be viewing it? They have access. Could um, other enemies of the United States be viewing it? Could, hey, doesn't have to be outside enemies. Half the people in the United States um, would like to at least uh, metaphorically shoot Trump. But not those people are, they're not making videos where they are aiming a gun at him. And that's the difference. Well, let me tell you about the video. First of all, it has to do with um, all the people being clowns and, you know, doesn't, he calls uh, President Trump Ronald Klump, uh, a take on Ronald McDonald and uh, Klump Trump. And, and he has him at one point being in a press conference at the clown house. I mean, you know, it's, of course, mocking Trump as a clown. And, but everyone is a clown in the, in the video. Um, and it starts off with a family, uh, well, it starts off with a father getting out of bed to the sound of his alarm clock and putting on his slippers and brushing his teeth and going into breakfast. And um, his wife is cooking breakfast and, his, and carrying a baby and he has a son sitting at the table. And the son, uh, they're watching television and there's a violent cartoon on television. And his son is playing with a toy gun and he's also playing with action figures with guns. And uh, he pretends to shoot his father with the toy gun. And the father takes the toy gun and puts it in his attache case. Now, up until then, you could kind of, you know, I, I, since, since I have been a long time uh, anti-media violence activist, I was thinking, except that I kind of knew that this was 
what this was generally going to be, but I was thinking, hey, maybe this is a statement against media violence, but no, <laughs> no. Um, uh, instead, the, so the father takes the gun, the, his son's toy gun, puts it in his attache case and, and gets in his car and starts driving to work. And all of a sudden, um, the um, cop, a cop sitting, <laughs> sitting by the side of the, of the street uh, eating, um, sees the father drive past and he goes after him. And he's talking with the father about whatever um, infraction the father supposedly did. And the father shows him, opens up the attache case and shows him the gun, this fake gun. And the um, cop gets all freaked out and shoots uh, the father with a gun that spews, even though it spews confetti-looking uh, papers, you know, the, the man, the father, is actually dead in his car in the driver's seat. Now, what's kind of interesting about that is that the cop and the father are white clowns. And then there's a man in the street with his iPhone taking a picture of the whole thing. And uh, he's a black clown. So I'll let you decide what that all means. Um, you know, obviously this has to do with brutality of the police and how angry Snoop is about that and so on, which, you know, that's, um, I don't have a problem with his expressing his, his feelings about all that. But then it goes to, um, Oh, and it started, the, the, uh, the um, uh, video starts off with the words Jesse James Sky written in the, in the sky. You know, th this whole thing is just violence, violence, violence. Um, then, uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention, in the kitchen of this family, on the refrigerator are bills that marked unpaid. So the idea is to make you connect with this family, like how hard life is. It's even harder. You start to go to work and a cop shoots you. You know, it's, it's all to get sympathy for this family. And um, then um, the music starts. The, well, no, there's music throughout the whole video, rap music. But at that point, if there's a, the music goes into, it's the final call, it's the final call, and it's this drumbeat, it's the final call. And um, it's leading into a scene a little bit later. They, before, before the Trump scene, or Donald Clump, I mean Ronald Clump, um, there's a scene of Snoop uh, where he is in what looks almost like a, a throne, on a throne, and he has his dogs, uh, Dobermans um, at his feet, you know, really mean-looking dogs. I'm sorry for <laughs> Well, okay, I, I don't want to say anything against, I know, I know some really nice Dobermans, but in the whole context of this scene, um, the idea is very violent and dark, and, and, um, and he's smoking, you know, obviously marijuana, which he is an advocate of, um, and it's very dark music, and it's, it's, the beat is getting louder and, and darker and harder. And then you see him, you see these people in cars, go, getting or into cars, and they drive to what seems like either a garage or a back alley. It's, it's, it's very dark. <laughs> it's hard to tell what it is. But there we see uh, Ronald Klump, you know, an obvious uh, President Trump, 
uh, with his hair, his, you know, you can't mistake his hair, and his suit, his typical suit, red tie and a blue suit and all of that. And, um, and he's standing there kind of looking frightened. And, uh, and there are these people in, the, in this, let's say, back alley, um, who, like, a, it's like an army of men, a lot, like a gang, actually, is what it is. Uh, but it, it, there's very, I don't know, to me, it reminded me of ISIS. Um, they're all in black and um, you know, wearing all black and they're, they, they have, uh, it, it just, it's, it's hard to tell exactly who they are and what they're doing, but um, it's suggesting, it could, could be suggesting a terror attack, it could be suggesting, um, you know, perhaps it, it, something dark, you know, and, um, sort of planning to attack the president. And then Snoop comes in and he takes out a gun and not this, oh, you see him first in the room where he was sitting on his throne, picking up a gun, a real gun, not, not a toy gun, but a real gun. And he comes into the scene in the back alley and he aims the gun at Ronald Klump and he shoots him. And out of this gun comes a banner that says, bang. Now, um, you know, obviously this is typical clown fare. Uh, this is often in clown acts where they shoot each other with guns and it says bang rather than, obviously, rather than a real bullet. Um, and, you know, ha ha, um, clowning around. Well, there's a problem with that. Um, that a lot of people watch, not everyone who watches this is going to become a murderer and go after President Trump. We only need one person um, to be influenced by this and to get to Trump. And, I'll, and, and we've had a close call just recently. So um, after he shoots Trump, um, oh, and, and there was, um, there was a, a, their part, oh, I, le I left out, there was also a part where uh, you see, before he gets shot, obviously, we see Ronald Klump at a press conference, like on the television, at a press conference in the clown house instead of the White House. And there's a Chiron underneath, underneath this that says, Ronald Klump wants to deport all dogs. So um, then, then this, in the meantime, when he's shooting Trump, um, the, the music is going again. It's the final call, it's the final call, it's the final call. Uh, ever darker and um, more insistent. And what this is communicating is to people who are watching this, um, potentially, not everyone is going to, you know, have a, have a reaction, but what, it, what, what it's saying is that it's the final call. The world is coming to an end because Trump got elected president. That's the message. Now, some people are going to recognize that uh, consciously, other people, it's going to go into their unconscious mind. Either way, it's very dangerous. So then um, we have, uh, we have in, in the a following scene, they go back to the garage, uh, well, the back alley, and uh, we see Trump. Now, now he's, he's apparently <laughs> he's still alive because it just said bang, right? Um, and, but now we see him humiliated. First he's shot, now he's humiliated. He's in chains. He's wrapped up in these heavy chains. And there, there's um, a Snoop on one side, and then there's somebody else on the other side. And 
it looks like Trump is trying to get um, their, you know, their smoking marijuana. It looks like Trump is trying to get one and they won't give it to him. And they're, they're like treating him very, very disrespectfully, just in general, like one of the other guys slaps him, try, you know, pushes him. It's just, you know, I don't know which, well, I guess the shooting is worse, but that's pretty bad too. So why am I all bent out of shape about this? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, um, I, I, I do, I did feel horrified when I saw it. And um, I think it's incredibly irresponsible of Snoop Dogg. Over the years, he has amassed fans and um, some of his fans <laughs> um, might well uh, consider this more seriously than others, perhaps. And the reason why I am particularly upset about this is because I have done a lot of research um, about the impact of violence in the media. And I have testified before Congress on several occasions regarding the damaging impact of media violence, television, movies, uh, rap songs, everything. And um, some rap, I wanna put a little aside here. I know that there is, there is some rap that is positive, but most rap is, is violent. And, um, and what happens is, I know what you're thinking, oh, you know, violent media doesn't make anybody be violent or doesn't make anybody actually kill other people. Well, I'm not making this up, folks. Um, there have been countless, countless studies that have shown this to be true of all different kinds of media violence. And in all, over, all over the world and going back decades, I mean, for the past decades up until the present, and it may not um, cause somebody to call, cause everybody who watches. Uh, it actually has to do with the amount of violence that you consume. The more violent media that you consume, the more aggressive it um, makes you. Now, of course, other things come into play as well. For example, if you had a childhood where you were abused, um, you are more likely to be angry and to be um, more of a fan of violent media and to, and to follow the plots that the violent media proposes to you, such as Snoop Dogg's video. Now, again, not everyone is going to become a murderer who watches violent media, but I don't have to tell you that there has been an increase in aggression <laughs> um, all over the world. And um, although somebody might not become a murderer from watching violent media, we do know that there has been, um, you know, somebody might act it out by, um, by uh, being more aggressive and trying to get a parking spot, fighting over a parking spot, being a perpetrator of domestic violence, um, all kinds of other violent acts, you know, short of murder. Uh, just being more argumentative. I mean, <laughs> even just look at the election. Um, people, this has been, and I, I'm not making this up, or I didn't study this part, you know, it has been reported, and I'm sure you just know from your own experience, I certainly know from my experience, that people have become 
just friends and coworkers and so on have become more aggressive depending on, on both sides, both parties, um, depending upon which side they were on. And, and this aggression hasn't really stopped uh, since after the election. I mean, it was before the election and it's continuing after the election. So um, when we fuel people by giving them actual plot lines, to follow, to take out their aggression, dangerous things can happen. Now, I know what you're thinking. Again, no one's going to just watch Snoop's little video, little video. Six, over six million people have watched it. Um, and, and, it and it is, you know, it does go on quite a bit. Um, he, uh, let me tell you about it. If you're doubting that there is such a thing as copycat crime, I can give you some examples of, of movies where the copycat crimes have occurred. Now, this, this is just, I'm just going to give you a few examples, but there are really uh, many more examples of this. And what, the reason why I always like to point out these copycat crimes from movies is because people who, who claim that, well, you know, the, the typical remark is, well, I watched Cowboys and Indians when I was a little kid. Um, I never became a murderer. Well, the kinds of things that are in the media these days are a lot more violent and a lot more intense and with a lot more effects, special effects, than what people used to watch years ago uh, on television, Cowboys and Indians, you know? And, um, and so the reason why these movies are great examples of how, in fact, media violence does affect people is because these are cases where uh, people watched the movie and then carried out copycats um, and where you could tell that there were certain things in what they did and the crimes that they committed that were clearly distinctively from the movie. And so these are, you know, um, on the face of it, these are proof, this is proof that, that, that these kinds of the movies and other media violence can, in, in fact, cause people to act out violently. Now, let me give you some examples. Okay. A common one is the movie Scream, where there's the ghost face character who wears a mask, and there have been murders where people have worn the mask of ghost face and have also dressed that way. Then we have an early example, Clockwork Orange. Clockwork Orange, uh, at the time, it was, you know, one of the most, if not the most, violent movie that there had been. And we've had um, several uh, violent crimes as by people who were influenced by it. For example, uh, a gang of young boys beat a homeless man to death. Another example, a girl was gang raped by men singing the song Singing in the Rain, which both of these things came from that movie. There have been murders, kidnappings and murders related to Child's Play. That's the movie with Chucky. And people would say, um, as they were committing the murder, I'm Chucky, want to play? These were, and there were people who were obsessed with the Chucky doll and becoming violent. Uh, and through this influence. Then one of the movies that has had the most uh, copycat crimes after it 
was natural born killers. And this included, the, the copycats included the Columbine High School massacre. But there have been all other, lots of other uh, copycats where a man and a woman or two men um, actually did what the natural born killers did, which was to um, which was to go on a killing spree. Now the Columbine High School, they, these two um, young men said that they were influenced by natural born killers, but or they found that and or they found uh, that in their it, would, it had been reported that that they were that they had watched this over and over again, and um, there were other murders like this where, where two people went on a killing spree together shooting up people and either going across the country or across uh, the city or the state and you know doing the same kind of thing and then most relevant to the video of snoop dogg is the movie taxi driver as you may know taxi driver is the movie that inspired John Hinckley Jr. to assassinate President Ronald Reagan. To, you know, he didn't kill him, he wounded him, but he tried to assassinate him, he tried to kill him. And he did this to win the love of Jodie Foster. Now this was in 1981. So, I mean, you know, hello, it actually has happened. That, um, now, uh, John Hinckley Jr., was then put in a mental hospital where he stayed for many years. He was recently uh, let go out of the hospital, which I think was a big mistake because um, if, as long as he's on his meds, he had gotten better. But when he's out of, of the hospital, out of the forensic hospital, where he was serving his time and he's living with his mother and his elderly mother <laughs> if he stops taking his medication who's to say that he wouldn't do this again not necessarily try to assassinate a president although i hope actually come to think of it i hope that john higley jr doesn't watch snoop dogg's video can you imagine that anyhow um these things really do happen now, what's kind of interesting is that Snoop Dogg has quite a history himself of um, crime. Um, he's, let, me, let me talk to you a little bit about his story and why, why he's such an angry guy. Um, he was born in Long Beach, California. His father, his biological father, left when he was three months old. And his father, he was a vet, Vietnam vet, a singer and a mail carrier, but he was said to be frequently absent from Snoop's life. His mother married someone else, a stepfather, who actually uh, Snoop was named after, Cordoza Calvin Broadus Sr., and he became junior. You can, and you can imagine, you can see why he wanted to uh, have a different name. And his parents nicknamed him Snoopy because of the way he looked. Kind of interesting. Um, then his, his mother and his stepfather divorced when he was around four years old. So what do we have? We have a man who, a little boy who, you know, lost his biological father at three months old, lost his stepfather at about four years old. So the man in his life uh, abandoned him. And that makes a little boy very angry. 
So it's no wonder that he um, grew up being angry and he uh, joined gangs. He's a known, he has been a, a gang, known gang member. He was a member of the uh, Roland 20 Crips, which is a gang in, the, in Long Beach. And he was looking, you know, people who join gangs are oftentimes boys who were abandoned by their fathers or whose fathers, you know, never were married or involved with their mothers in the first place. And they're looking for a family. And the gang provides them with a sense of family. Um, so after high school, he began getting into a lot of trouble. Uh, he, he was arrested for possession of cocaine, and then he was in and out of prison for the next three years. Then um, he, let me see, he, 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 up until the last uh, instance of legal trouble, besides this current video, which I'll tell you about, what could be current legal trouble, but after, since the, the, the um, problems he had after graduating from high school, he's had more problems with the law. Now, you know, like, it's not hard, you don't have to be a shrink to figure out that that could explain why he has some anger towards the police who kept arresting him for possession of drugs. And then he was arrested a number of times for possession of a, um, of a gun, firearm, um, traffic violations and possession of a firearm, which of course is just like the father in the, in the, uh, in the video that we were just talking about, the, the rap video. Um, but he, more, more serious than these arrests, for drugs and and uh, having a firearm, were um, was a time in 1993 when he was arrested in connection with the death of Philip Wolder Mariam, a member of a rival gang who was shot and killed by Snoop's bodyguard McKinley Lee. So Snoop was charged with murder, along with his bodyguard, because Snoop was driving the vehicle from which the shooting had come. And interestingly, Snoop and Lee were defended by Johnny Cochran. And um, maybe you even have even heard about this, but they were both acquitted. Um, the bodyguard was acquitted on the grounds of self-defense, but Snoop remained entangled in legal battles for the next three years. So then, since then, though, he's continued to have these arrests for drugs and firearms. And um, in 2006, oh, and then in, in 2005, he was, he and his, um, and other people were, were arrested for, uh, were, were sued, uh, I'm sorry, were sued because uh, someone at a concert was beaten by their entourage when he was mounting the stage, um, supposedly after an open invite. Then in 2006, he, Snoop was detained at John Wayne Airport because they found a collapsible police baton in his carry-on bag. And then his lawyer told uh, the deputies the baton was a prop for a musical sketch. He was given probation, you know, all this. He was given, a lot of times he was given probation and he had to do community service and so on. Then in October, that was September 2006. Then in October 2006, he was arrested at um, Bob Hope Airport in Burbank.
for a traffic infraction and he was found to have a firearm and he was suspicion of transporting an unspecified amount of marijuana. Then he was arrested again. I mean, it keeps going on and on. I'm not gonna bore you with all of this. Um, what's interesting also, oh, in April, 2006, he and his entourage were arrested after being turned away from British Airways first class lounge at Heathrow Airport in England. And they, after they um, were denied entry into the lounge, they vandalized a duty-free shop with whiskey bottles. And seven police officers were injured in the midst of this. And so he was denied entry into the United Kingdom. And then, you know, eventually he was allowed back. But he has been banned by British Airways for the foreseeable future. Um, in April 2007, the Australian Department of Immigration and Citizenship banned him from entering the country based on character and on his prior criminal convictions. Uh, this ban was eventually lifted too. And then the latest, then, then in, in 2012, he was banned from entering Norway uh, after he had entered the country the month before in possession of marijuana and $27,000 in cash. Then the latest um, uh, arrest that I am aware of, that I've been able to find, is uh, 2015 in Sweden. And he was detained by the Swedish police for the for using illegal drugs. And um, then, you know, I mean, like, is it any wonder, first of all, that he has um, anger uh, towards men in authority? Again, going back to his biological father and his stepfather who abandoned him, it is no wonder that he has um, a lot of anger towards men in authority, like the police and like President Trump. So just, uh, you know, I mean, it's kind of ironic to say the least that even though he was never convicted of murder, that Snoop would um, shoot President Trump in his video. What else can I do I want to tell you? Um, oh, we're kind of leading towards, towards, um, well, I, I want to mention that so much I want to tell you about. Like, uh, when this video came out, uh, Trump tweeted, can you imagine what the outcry would be if Snoop Dogg, failing career and all, had aimed and fired the gun at President Obama? Jail time. Now, you know that that's true. You know that that's true. Um, they would have been more... <laughs> There would have been consequences, more consequences. Now, maybe there will be consequences because when I, uh, as I said at the beginning, when I um, made my vlog um, just yesterday, I was talking about how I thought Snoop should be punished in some way, um, or that may, or that there should be an injunction against his his um, his video before more people see it. Of course, now already, <laughs> since around 6 million people have already seen it, the horse is out of the barn. But, um, but you know, there is such a thing. I know what you're thinking. I know, I know, uh, First Amendment rights, he can say and do a video on whatever he wants. He can shoot somebody as long as it's not a real bullet and so on. This is art, supposedly. 
I mean, it actually, you know, if it didn't have, the, the, the video is very uh, intricate. And if the messages weren't so disturbing, you would have to um, and find that, that it was a, an artistic video, um, were it not for encouraging people to shoot President Trump. Uh, now, so there is the First Amendment. However, there are limits to the First Amendment. For example, you can't yell fire in a theater and cause a panic. And there are limits to what's called fighting words. That's anything that incites or is provocative, speech that is inciting or provocative. And there have been court cases looking at individual cases or individual circumstances where the question was, did this, was this speech uh, purposefully meant to incite people to action? Now, um, there, the, the news, the recent developments, you know, of this, uh, I mean, I, I was calling on Snoop to, um, to do a PSA against violence as, you know, I was hoping that maybe at least he would do that, okay? But now it seems like there might actually be something uh, more serious that could happen. He, um, there, they, it has now come out that, uh, and for including in the Washington Times, that, and I'm going to read this, under Title 18, Section 871 of the United States Code, it is a Class E felony for anyone to, quote, knowingly and willfully, unquote, threaten to, quote, take the life of, to kidnap or bodily harm upon the President of the United States, unquote. So a lot of people are now saying that he did violate this section 871. And if this would, is proven, if you know, he is arrested for it, and if it's proven, if he's convicted, he could face a fine and or up to five years in prison. Now, Snoop has defended the whole thing by saying, uh, Nobody's dealing, and this is a quote, nobody's dealing with the real issue with this effing clown as president, unquote. Well, you know, there are, Snoop, <laughs> gotta tell you, there are lots of ways to deal if you think he's a clown, as you obviously do. There are lots of other ways to deal with this and to try to get your uh, thoughts, your opinions heard uh, without, that don't entail violence or don't entail shooting the president. So um, that is, you know, that's a pretty weak argument for saying uh, that that's why you had to do this, this video. Now, again, in case, in case you're wondering, in case you're thinking, ah, nobody's going to watch this video and really make an attempt on the president. Well, there actually just recently, just this month, there was a White House intruder who got very close to the president, the president's residence, after scaling the White House fence. His name is Jonathan Tran. He's 26. Um, he's from California. And by the time the Secret Service caught him, he was already at the entrance to the president's residence. They found two cans of mace in his jacket pocket 
He had a backpack that had a letter to Trump. It had a book on Trump, a passport, and a laptop. He told the Secret Service that he had an appointment with President Trump, which obviously wasn't true. Uh, he also told them that he has been called schizophrenic. He said that he, has, that he is being followed and that his phone and email are being monitored. And these are typical um, symptoms of schizophrenia, although it is possible, and since I haven't examined him, I can't say for sure, but it is possible that he could be, you know, it sounds like either paranoid schizophrenia or perhaps a manic episode, but more like paranoid schizophrenia. Um, his brother uh, has told authorities that uh, Jonathan, the, the man who scaled the, the White House fence, was troubled over losing a job recently. He was living in his car and eating junk food. Now, this is exactly the kind of person, well, well let me say two things. First of all, the kind of person who would be influenced by Snoop Dogg's video would be someone who is angry, <laughs> bottom line angry, angry at the world, angry at his lot in life, angry at the bosses who fired him, um, angry at lots of, lots of things, angry he didn't get his way because he wanted a different candidate to win, um, but anger. And, and, and if the person has mental illness, they are even more vulnerable to being influenced by any kind of media, particularly something telling egging him on. Again, it's the final call. It's the final call. You know, somebody who is mentally ill, especially, I mean, we're all kind of on edge and we all, you know, there's certainly lots of talk about, you don't have to be mentally ill. There's certainly lots of talk about, oh, um, this is the apocalypse and we're coming to the end of the world and all of that. You know, that's been going on for a while. So if you have mental illness, you are much more vulnerable to being influenced by those words. It's the final call. It's the final call. You better go out there and do something. Shoot the president. That's what his video is saying. Now, if you haven't seen this video, I want you to, well, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't really want to encourage people to go watch the video, except now that you've heard everything that I had to say, I think that you'll agree with me. So, you know, and the other thing is that people who are mentally ill are much more vulnerable also to being influenced by people who have nefarious intentions, like lone wolf terrorists or organized terrorists. Um, so think about that. Now, I also want to mention about uh, Snoop Dogg's uh, you know, people are saying, like, why is he doing it? And of course, he's saying that he has to do it to draw attention and nobody else is talking about it. And so he's doing a public service, right? Um, well, you know, Snoop uh, hasn't, been, hasn't been doing quite as well as he once was. His first album came out in 1993. It was called Doggy Style. And it sold 10, 10 million units and peaked at number one. His next two albums peaked at number one, two in the United States. And they sold <laughs> over 7 million and 9 million. And then after that, it's kind of been downhill. Um, but what coincidence. He is planning, he has been doing a new album. And he is planning to have it come out soon. Gee. Do you think maybe, besides 
wanting to save America by telling us what a clown President Trump is and how we should do something about it, like get rid of him, could it be that he wants more attention on himself now that he's going to be coming out with a new album soon? Hmm. I'll let you decide. Well, let me go to the, um, to the terrorist therapist, uh, to letter section of the terrorist therapist show. And I really want to encourage you to please, please, please send me comments. Tell me I'm, I'm full of it. Tell me, tell me you disagree. Tell me you agree. Um, tell me anything. And ask me questions. If you have something that you want to say or you want to ask, please write to me. And now there are lots of ways of doing it, particularly my new website, which is just up. And it's, again, the, um, the way to get to it is uh, www.terroristtherapist.com. There's a contact page. You can write me a letter telling me how you love... <laughs> how you love Snoop Dogg and media violence doesn't cause people to become violent or um, that you agree. Um, or, I mean, just ask me anything about terrorism or, you know, ask me about your children, how you can explain things about your, to your children, um, anything that you want. But I really encourage you to write like Jeremy did, who um, comes from Phoenix, Arizona. He wrote, Dear Terrorist Therapist, I'm not surprised that Snoop Dogg would make an outrageous video. I have never allowed my kids to listen to rap music because it's pretty much all violent. Snoop um, is doing this for publicity, but I hope it lands him in hot water. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear there are parents out there, and I know, I know there are quite quite a number, we just need to have a little more, but there are quite a number of parents who are uh, recognizing this. Do you know that after, after uh, Columbine happened, they did surveys asking people what they thought caused the two Columbine students to shoot up the high school. And they had, uh, they made a list of the order, in the order of what people thought were responsible for this. And at the time, uh, media violence was very high on the list. And at the time, I thought to myself, huh, my work is done here. Everybody gets it <laughs> that, um, yes, media violence, you know, is not good for children or for adults for that matter. But, but apparently, you know, some people in society have short memories and somehow it's still um, difficult for a lot of parents to, to say no. So I'm glad, Jeremy, to hear that you're uh, not letting your kids listen to rap, that you're taking, that you're deciding in general what's good for them to put into their minds, just like I'm sure you did as to what's good for them to put in, your, in their stomachs. Now, some rap, as I was saying earlier, is good but most of it is really violent. Um, a lot of it teaches guys to become gangsters so that girls will be hot for them. And it teaches girls to accept men being violent towards them, accept men who are perpetrators of domestic violence. So, um, so we, we, will we will see what's gonna be happening 
to Snoop Dogg. Now, um, that, that is whether in fact uh, he will be he will be arrested uh, based on this felony um, that I was just reading to you. So what does this say for us? Why am I telling you all this? One, so that you'll, you can spread it around and be more careful for yourself, um, you know, to, uh, to, in terms of what you watch, what your children watch, what, uh, and particularly in regard to Snoop, just to, um, you know, this is great water cooler conversation that, that uh, there are other ways of expressing your um, dislike for the politics or the world. And, but you need, people who are in Snoop's position need to take more responsibility. And people who are watching this video shouldn't applaud it or condone it. And really the bottom line is that the world is crazy enough these days because people are stirred up by terrorism and by the election where, as I was saying, half of America still hates the other half and people are really on, on, on edge. Um, there are already people jumping over the White House fence. I, I'm not saying that Jonathan Tran, the man who was recently caught, was planning to murder the president. Not in this, I, I don't really think that. But I think that, as I was saying, that he could be very influenced by such videos and by people who saw the videos and are influenced and try to find somebody to carry out the job. So we don't need Snoop Dogg inciting people to assassinate the president. That's kind of the bottom line. And Snoop, if you're not happy with the president or the way the world is today, then do something positive to change it. Well, I want to thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. And again, check out my website, also my Facebook page, The Terrorist Therapist. Uh, please check it out and like it and follow it.